me get my... Trying to get my pictures on here. Um, one thing also um, I'd like for you to be praying about and uh, continue praying for the American Gospel Project. Um, and it's, it's really been uh, fascinating how <laughs> just all that's happened in the past few weeks and things. But um, obviously, you know, there's a lot of times we get a lot of negative feedback and things, but sometimes we get some positive feedback as well, which is very, very good. Um, Brother Jeff, are you able to, are you able to, um, play that voicemail we got? This voicemail I just got this morning. Um, as long as the, I think as long as the computer mic is up on the, the mixer, if you hit play, I think it should play. We're going to try to play this voicemail. I just want to tell you how nice the book is, America the Beautiful, since 1776 that was put in my mailbox and to a lot of people's mailboxes. I'm sitting here reading it Sunday morning. I am a Christian, and I am saved, but I, this book is great. I think you've done a wonderful job. Bless you all. Thank you. Bye. And uh, I have no idea who that lady is, um, but obviously got it, and I, I don't even know. Um, I'm not sure if she's from Richmond or if she's from Alabama. I'm not, it was just a voicemail that was left. And, um, but, uh, so there's, there are a lot of people that really do appreciate it and recognize what it is about. And, um, uh, we've been, (laughs) we've been accused of being, um, Christian nationalists and having an agenda and promoting all kinds of stuff. But, uh, all, all we're trying to do is simply get the gospel into people's homes and uh, help them to come to know Christ as their Savior. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. No, I know. Yes, yes. The, the, the cover is what makes us America, uh, Christian nationalists. Yes, yes. Um, right, and it's, the America, it's an American gospel. Yeah, right. Um, these are some comments that people have made about, um, you know, uh, we were even um, we were even told we were bastardizing uh, Christianity and the gospel uh, because of this, and so um, I'm thinking, sir, you just don't know me. <laughs> uh, you don't know me at all, uh, or our church, or what our purpose is behind it. And uh, I even told the man, I said, look, I'll send you my number, and we can talk, and I can explain it. Of course, he never responded to that at all, Ms. Donna. Yeah, and this is yeah, this is a Christian worship leader that that said all this as well. Yeah, it's that's what's crazy is some of these people that are criticizing are supposed to be Christians. Um, that's that's what's really sad as well. So, Tom. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. Uh, the, some of these were on the Facebook page, yeah, on the American Gospel Project Facebook page, yeah. And then some people are just like tagging our church and tagging the, um, uh, the American Gospel Project page and things like that. And then we're, we've gotten other voicemails that there's no way I could even play them. It's, um, that's why I said I'm glad Miss Leah's not getting the voicemails for the American Gospel Project because some of them are not, not very good at all. Um, but hey, gospel's going out. And uh, we praise the Lord that people are getting saved through it, and uh, that's that's an exciting thing. Um, so keep praying, praying for that, and keep praying that God would uh, would continue to use that. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just know with how my girls who struggled with, especially when they were teenagers and that, how they struggled with their mental health situation. Whenever there was something that they were convicted by, and I don't mean. Mm-hmm. Right. And as I've looked at it as they've gotten older and all, it it comes down to, and Alina can even attest, you know, it was, she knew that what was being said was right, mm-hmm. and she was just like so convicted that that was there. And, I, and it's the enemy's right. way yeah. to try to just 
mm -hmm. destroy those that are yeah. for the right. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, you know, people are like that still. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they may be convicted and end up... Yeah, that's... That's, yeah, that's, that's exactly what we're praying for, that God would use it in their life. And, um, and again, that's, you know, they're, they're not going to stand before me or you or anybody else other than God for, for what they've done. And um, so it's, uh, that's really what we're praying for. That, and and <laughs> um, what's, what's great is because of some of these people that are against it, um, they're actually publicizing it for us. <laughs> They're, they're telling other people about it for us. We're like, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, um, maybe somebody else will, will get on there and see what it is. And, uh, you know, they meant it for evil, but God can mean it for good. And, uh, and so who knows what God can do through that. So uh, keep praying about that. And that's exciting uh, to see. And again, still getting even reports from down in Alabama um, of what's going on down there. And so uh, praise the Lord for that. And I, I, I don't understand sometimes how things work because... Um, we're getting, um, like people are posting on the church page, uh, from places that aren't even like around Richmond asking for them. Like there's a lady that commented on there. She's from New York. She's like, could I get one? I'm like, first of all, how did you even get on this page? How, how did you find out about it? Right. I, I don't know how it works, but I mean, people that I, can I get one? Like, sure. Maybe that's what it is. I, I don't know. Okay. They they all see the comments. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's wow. That's. That's crazy, but hey, people that uh, they're saying, hey, we didn't get one. Could we get one? We're like, absolutely. We'll send you one on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that could be it too. Yeah. So that's, that's great. That's, that's pretty awesome. Amen. So, all right. Well, we're going to continue our study tonight on, uh, we're looking at the sanctity of life. And um, we were, we've kind of been looking at this for a couple weeks now. And we were talking about why, about how human life um, has sacred value, and the word sacred means what? Remember, what does the word sacred mean? Anybody remember? What's that? Belonging to God, that's right. Sacred means belonging to God, right? Um, and so when we think of human life as being sacred, and it has value, it's because it belongs to God, right? God is the one that gives uh, life, and uh, there's a specific beginning, um, and, uh, you know, I think scripture really shows us that life begins at conception. Uh, it doesn't begin when a child is born. And, uh, and by the way, the, the people that promote abortion know that as well. Uh, I'm going to read an article to you in just a moment. Uh, they know when life begins. They know. They know it begins at conception, right? Uh, but it's just an argument for them to say that it doesn't begin until the child is born, Right? Uh, but they know, um, and the scripture tells us that Psalms 139, uh, Jeremiah 1, 5, um, even how God, uh, talks about the, um, uh, if a woman is pregnant and, uh, somehow men are fighting and it, uh, affects the pregnancy and it kills the baby. The Bible says there's supposed to be a, a life for a life. And so, um, we talked about how it, it is life has that specific beginning, um, but I think more importantly that we have to understand is that human life has a special purpose. There is a purpose for, for life. Um, again, if, if you believe evolution and if you believe the Big Bang and all this kind of stuff, life actually has no purpose because you are just simply a mistake. You're just a chance. You're an oops, right? Um, and that's why when, when you have people that really are searching for answers, they're searching for the meaning of life, and, and they believe in evolution and these other different things, they, they have nothing to look forward to um, because there, there's nothing about life. Um, there, there's, there's no purpose, right? Um, but when we look at what Scripture says, the Bible teaches that there is a purpose and a special purpose for each and every life. 
um, in Isaiah chapter 43, in verse number 7, uh, he says, Even everyone that is called by ni- my name, for I have created him for my glory, I have formed him, yea, I have made him. So think about what God is saying here. God says, I have formed every single person, right? Every person, God is the one that gives that life, right? Uh, and God has formed them. Um, and uh, the life that God gives is precious. It is, a, it is a sacred gift from God because only God is able to, to give life. And of course, we are created in the image of God and we're created for the glory of God. And this is what he says, everyone that is called by my name for I have created him for my glory, right? God wants every person to be able to bring glory back to him, right? Uh, Adam and Eve were created so that they could bring glory back to God, right? Um, Of course, we understand the problem was that they fell. But even after they fell, God's desire was still for man to bring glory back to him. And the only way that could happen is through the Savior. Once we have been able to be reconciled back to God, then we're able to bring glory to God through the life that we live. Uh, for the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we have to understand that, that there is a purpose for life, and that is to glorify God. And that's why, you know, we want to teach all these young people uh, that come to church, y- you have a purpose. There, there's something special that God has for you. I-, I don't know what it is. I don't know what God has for your life, but you are special to God. And, and he's made you the way that he's made you. He hasn't made a mistake, uh, and there's a purpose for your life. The question is, is will we honor God and glorify God through the purpose that he has created us to be, right? Now, um, we understand that um, not only is there their value and that life is sacred, but we also know that we are fallen in sin, right? That's the second thing we're going to kind of look at tonight. Um, we're fallen in sin, and Genesis 1 and 2 describes the, the, the work of creation, um, of course, including his, um, his epic masterpiece, if you would want to say, uh, Man and woman, Adam and Eve, um, and that's you know, it's really interesting because you think of you think of all of creation, you think of the world that we live in and how beautiful it is, and how amazing it is, right? And you look at you look at the universe, right? Uh, you look at the stars and the galaxies, and you know, and they just they just came up with a, a new telescope that can see farther and farther, and they thought they had seen as far as they could, and now this new telescope is is seeing even farther and saying there's even more galaxies, and you think. Man, how amazing this is. But yet the, the, the crowning achievement of God's creation was not the galaxies, was not the earth and the planets and the solar system and, and the trees and the animals and all that, although all of that is amazing and beautiful. But his crowning achievement in creation was you and me. Man, man and woman, right? That, that's, that was his crowning achievement. Um, and then, of course, we know that they send, right? In Genesis chapter three, um, the serpent comes to Eve in the garden and uh, there is just a, uh, a disastrous interaction that happens here between uh, the serpent and, and Eve. And of course, she's deceived into eating, uh, eating the tree, which God had told them not to eat. Um, and of course, we know that Adam and Eve sinned. Um, but what does, what does the fall have to do with the sanctity of life? What does the fall have to do with the value of life? What, what, does, what does Adam and Eve's fall into sin, what does that have to do with what we're talking about today, the sanctity of life or the value of life? May want to take a stab? What, what's that have to do with it? Ms. Terry? right? Yeah, no doubt about that. It, it grieves God, you know, when we, when we fell. But, but what does it have to do with the, the sanctity of life, the value of life? Mm-hmm. 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. So again, remember, man was created not to die. We were created to, to live forever, right? Um, but it was when they ate of that tree that now the, um, those that bear the image of God have fallen now and sin enters, death enters into the world. Romans 5.12 uh, basically uh, summarizes that. He says, wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. So the fall is what brings death into the world, right? Uh, because of their sin, now death, uh, now you have disease, uh, now you have destruction, uh, now you have, you know, all these things that are taking place, uh, you know, earthquakes and, and typhoons and, uh, and, and famine and all these things. All of that is a result of sin. It's all because of sin. But does the fall change the value of life? Of course not. Just because man fell doesn't mean that the value of man's life has changed, right? The value of life is still important to God. Um, that is, it's still, um, it's still protected. It's still sacred to God. And even though we still have God's image, if you could say we're mirroring the image of God and our attributes, we, we try to show love and joy and peace, those things. Um, the problem is it's, it's a cracked mirror, right? Now, a, a cracked mirror can still show a reflection, but it's not going to be the perfect reflection, right? And that's, that's what it is now. Those of us who are made in the image of God, we are still to, to show God. We're, we're still to show his attributes, but the problem is we're, we're now a, we're a broken mirror. We're cracked, um, and, and now it's the, the picture is not able to be seen clearly because of, of that sin in our life. Um, one of the ways that we see that human life um, in the fallen state is still valuable is the, the commands that God says about life and how life is protected, right? Um, what the sixth commandment specifically tells us that we are not to murder, right? Um, in Exodus chapter 20 and verse number 13, it says, thou shalt not kill, right? Uh, and again, the word kill there is translated murder. We're not, we're not to take innocent life, okay? Um, now again, throughout scripture, uh, obviously you have uh, militaries fighting and things like that, um, and you have people defending their, their homes and their families, but God says we are not to commit murder. We're not to take innocent life. Um, in Genesis chapter 9, in verse number six, he says, who show, who, whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. Why? For in the image of God made he man. Think about that. This is why God says that if a person commits murder and takes a life, their life is to be taken. Because they have taken a life in the image of God. We are created in the image of God. Um, and so that... He talks about the, the, the protection of life, right? So even after the fall, God ties the sanctity of life to the image of God. And that's what he says in, in Genesis chapter 9. Because of the, uh, the sanctity of life, again, for in the image of God made he man. So even though man has fallen, we still bear the image of God and human life is valuable for that very reason. Um. And, and we're going to, we'll, we'll see some things a little bit later on, but it's important that our belief in the sanctity of life is not just built on statistics. It's not just built on science. Um, it must be built on the word of God, right? Again, our biblical or our worldview must be biblical, not just whatever we want, not just culturally, not just personally, not just what we think. It must be biblical, Right? We have to have a biblical worldview. And biblically, we see that human life is sacred, not because I think so, not because a religion thinks so, but because God said so. God says that life is sacred. Right? Um, yes, facts and statistics can support these truths, but the Bible alone is all that we need. And again, it's important that we uh, make the word of God our final authority. So I, I want to I want to read an article to you. This, um, I don't know if you can read that. It says, so what if abortion ends life, right? Um, this article uh, is 
from a lady named Mary Elizabeth Williams. And the, the, the title of the article is, So What If Abortion Ends Life? And in the article, uh, this lady presents what used to be a pro-life argument that the baby in the womb has personhood. In other words, that the baby is actually a, a, a being, a person, a human, right? But she concludes that the baby's life is more expendable than the mother's life and for that reason should not be legally protected because the mother's life is more important than the baby's life. This is what she says. I believe, and this is, this is a lady that is for, again, so what if abortion ends life? That's the title of her article. This is what she says. I believe that life starts at conception. Does not deny it. I believe life starts at conception and it's never stopped me from being pro-choice. And listen to what she says. I know that throughout my own pregnancies, I never wavered for a moment in the belief that I was carrying a human life inside of me. She totally, she totally believed that that baby that she was carrying was a human life. She said, I believe that's what a fetus is, a human life. And that doesn't make me one iota less solidly pro-choice. I have friends who have referred uh, to their abortion in terms of scraping out a bunch of cells. And then a few years later were exultant over their pregnancies that they unhesitantly described in terms of the baby and this kid. So think about it. She's saying she has friends who at one point they had a, an abortion and basically just said it was just a bunch of cells, Right. But then when they actually wanted to have a baby, now the baby is a baby. Well, what was the other one? If this one's a baby that's still inside of your womb, how was the other one just a bunch of cells? Well, because now she actually wants the baby. Now it's a baby. Who who decides that? Does the individual get to decide that, right? But this is what she's saying. Uh, I know women who have been relieved at their abortion and grieved over their miscarriages. Think about that. She's saying, I know women that have been grieved over, or that have, um, uh, they have uh, been relieved at their abortions and grieved over their miscarriages. Now again, why, if, it's, if it's not a human being, why grieve over a miscarriage? Right? And again, I, 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 understand, I understand, you know, that there is grief. My wife had several miscarriages. But again, to us, it wasn't that it wasn't just themselves. That, that was a, that was a baby. That was, that was our child um, that, that God chose to take home early. Okay? So she says, why can't we agree that it's pretty silly to pretend that what was growing inside of them wasn't the same? When we try to act like a pregnancy uh, doesn't involve human life, we wind up drawing stupid semantic lines in the sand. Now, this is a lady that is pro-abortion, right? And she's saying... Basically, why are we drawing these lines in the sand? Uh, and, and here's the things that she, that she says, right? She says, why, we end up drawing stupid semantic lines in the sand. First trimester abortion versus second trimester versus late term. Dancing around the issue, trying to decide if there's a single magic moment when a fetus becomes a person. Are you human only when you're born? Only when you're viable outside of the womb? Are you less of a human life when you look like a tadpole than when you can suck on your thumb? I mean, th- these are questions she's asking, right? This, this person that is, that is, pro, uh, that is pro, uh, pro-abortion here. If by some random fluke I learned today I was pregnant, you bet I'd have an abortion. I'd have the world's greatest abortion. My conviction is that the fetus is indeed a life, a life worth sacrificing and that's why i say they they know it's a life they, they they know it is right and and i i i really agree with this lady you know people have drawn stupid semantic lines in the sand you know well if it's if it's a first you know if it's a first trimester then it's not an abortion if it's a second trimester it is abortion if it's a third trimester you know look life is life 
right? And that's why we believe that the Bible teaches when at conception, that becomes a living being. That is a living person, okay? Um, it doesn't matter if it's the first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, okay? That is, that is a living being, okay? Now, again, I, I understand um, that there, you know, there are people that um, may have had abortions and they, they later on, um, you know, they, they regret it. And, and I get that. And, and obviously, you know, that, that is something that, that God is able to help someone to get over and to go through. Okay. Um, and, and a person is, is not more of a sinner because they've had an abortion and somebody else hasn't, you understand what I'm saying? They're not more of a sinner. Look, we're all sinners. Yeah. Every, every person is a sinner. But when we're talking about the sanctity of life, we have to understand that life begins at conception. And that's why God says that this life is valuable to him because it is in his image. This life is created in the image of God. Um, and so the danger in basing an entire belief, even if it's a good belief, on science is that science can provide facts, but it can also, um, it really can't provide meaning. You know, science can say, okay, well, you know, the, this, this human life at five weeks old, um, you know, here in Ohio, they, uh, a couple of years ago, they passed the heartbeat bill. Look, that's great, but that's not when life begins. Life doesn't begin when the heart starts beating. Life began at conception, right? And so we, we have to be careful that just because that's, that's a good thing. And yes, I'm all for the heartbeat bill. I mean, if that, that's going to help, um, you know, save lives, then, then yes. Okay. But life doesn't just begin at the heartbeat. Life, life begins at conception. Um, and so obviously the, the abortion debate used to center around whether or not a pregnant woman was carrying a human life. Uh, but now it, it really doesn't because they, you know, science has really kind of proven that this is, this is really a living being. Um, science shows that human life begins at conception, um, yet people are still trying to say that it's not, it's not a human life. It's just a fetus. It's just a bunch of cells, right? So how do we get to a point as a society that we see life as expendable? Where do we, how, how does a society come to a point where a woman can say that a child, a, an, an abortion is a life worth sacrificing, how do we get to that point? Or maybe I shouldn't say, how do we get to that point? How did we get to this point? Because we're, we're already there, right? We're already at that point. Um, so how, how did we get, as a society, how did we get to this point where life is expendable? Where even, um, you know, whether it is whether it's abortion or even whether it's taking someone's life. Uh, no longer, if you, if you murder someone, no longer is, are you going to have the death penalty? Now you'll just you get life sentence, right? You're, you're in jail for life being taken care of, okay? How, how did we get to that point where life is now expendable? There's no value really to life. How, how, did, we, how did we get here that we can say it's, it's worth the sacrifice? I, I'm... You know, as this lady said, I am so willing to have, if I was to get pregnant, there's no doubt that I would have an abortion because life, that their life is worth the sacrifice. How, how did we get here? Ms. Rachel? Okay. All right. Obviously, no, no doubt, media and, and Hollywood has definitely pushed, you know, pushed this, right? Um, uh, let me see where I'm going to get to this other thing. Um, yeah, somebody else. How, how did we get here? That's all. Yes, ma'am. We turned away from God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we, we no longer have a need for God anymore. Mm-hmm. Yep. Somebody else? Yeah, Miss Don. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. would far supersede having a sacrifice for a child that I helped create, but it's not the good time. Right. The memes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. In our society today, the conscience is totally seared um, to these different things, right? Somebody else? Ms. Terry? Right. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no doubt the, the, the breakdown of the family and the home, um, Absolutely. Brother Andy? Yeah, absolutely. And I, th- I think Ms. Janet actually hit the nail on the head. We've, we have taken God out. And so because we've taken God out, it is all about me. It's about my life. And, um, and, and we see that in our society, right? It's all about my rights. What, what do I get out of it? What's in it for me, right? And that's why, and, and here's the thing. If, if, an, if an unborn child is is now going to mess up my life, and so therefore I, I'm willing to sacrifice it, right? That, that's what she was saying. This, this child, it's, she's me, it's messing up my life, and so I'm willing to sacrifice it. Here's the question. Where does that end? It's not just going to end with babies being aborted, Right? And we're seeing it already even trying to move forward, right? That's why now they're saying, well, you know, even after it's born, if in the first couple of minutes, now the parents have to make a decision where they want to keep it or not. Wait a minute. What? I thought it was as long as in the womb, then that's when it's not a baby. You know, but once it's born, okay, now it has life. Well, now it's, well, now after it's born, it, you know, the parents have a couple of minutes to decide and then if they want it, they can keep it. Or if not, then we can kill it, whatever. Where does it end? It's, it's not going to end. And that's why even you look today, where is the value of life in, in one another? Like, like Don was saying, not just about the baby, but even others. Where, where, is, the, where is the value on, uh, hey, I'm a person, Steve is a person, we're both created in the image of God. And so because he's created in the image of God, I value him as a person just as much as I value myself. Where is that in our society today? It's not there, Right? That's why, hey, if Steve has something I want, I can just take it, right? And if he gets in my way, well, I can just, I can just beat him up or I can just kill him, right? Whatever, it's, it's not a big deal because he has what I want. That's why, I don't know if you've seen, especially in some of the larger cities, it's, it, you know, um, people are just becoming more and more uh, bold, if we could say, brazen in their actions uh, because, um, you know, police are afraid to act. They're, they're afraid to act upon many of these things because of all of the, the scrutiny and, uh, and the my rights and, and all these different things. And so what are people doing? They're just walking down the street, and if they just see somebody walking down, what do they just do? Boom! Cold cock them. Why? Well, I just wanted to. Stealing from people. Why? Well, they had something I wanted. You see, it doesn't just end with, well, you know, it's, it's just a baby or it's a fetus in the womb. And so it's, it's messing up my life. And so I'm willing to sacrifice. No, it, it's not going to end there. 
It, it's, it continues on, right? And this, this is exactly what the Bible says. In John chapter 3, verse 19, he says, And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light. Why? Because their deeds are evil. And here, here's the thing that we as Christians have to understand, right? I, I am all for... Uh, I'm all for sheltering your kids and, and helping them grow up in a, in a safe environment and protecting them from the world and things like that. But, but here's the thing that we as Christians have to understand. The world is dark. The world is dark. And, and we have to even help our children who we're trying to raise in light. We have to help them understand the world is dark, right? The world doesn't see the same way that we see. The, I mean... If, if, there were, if you had the world in here, they would be laughing at everything that we have said tonight. That's just so stupid. I, I, that's ridiculous. No, that's, I mean, why? Because the Bible says clearly, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. And it is back to that my rights, my life, this is what I want. And therefore, I have no regard for anyone else other than me. No regard. It's all about me. The human heart without Christ is depraved and it makes self-centered choices even if that means taking another life. And that's, that's what abortion really is about. It's me. My life. Right? Um. And that's why we have to understand the issue of the sanctity of life. This is not a political issue. It's a spiritual issue. It's a spiritual issue. And that's why Christians ought to be involved in it. It has nothing to do with politics. It has everything to do with the, the, the Bible and the things of God. It is a spiritual issue here. And what, the, the, what is happening is you have the forces of darkness fighting against the forces of light. And if Christians do not stand and, and take a stand for right and for the, the value of life and what God has created, of course the world is just going to keep on moving forward in these different things. Right? I mean, that's why, you know, again, you, you look at all of this... Um, I mean, you just look at how depraved our society is. Right, um, and and I remember a couple of years ago, um, I, we, they were talking about this LGBTQ movement and things like that. And I, a couple of years ago, it hadn't even gone as far as it has today. And I said, "Look, I remember saying it right here in this room. It's not going to stop there. It's going to keep going, right? And and that's why the next thing is is they're going to try to start coming after kids." And, and they're going to try to legalize pedophilia and, and, uh, and, and chi- marrying children and having sexual relations with children, all this kind of stuff. Look what they're doing. And that, that was just, I, I mean, I've only, I've only been here for 10 years, and I know it wasn't 10 years ago when I said it. It was probably five or six years ago when I said that. And, and it, they're already trying to push that. They're, they're trying to bring down these legal ages and things like this. Why? It's not because they think it's a good thing to do. No, it's because I want my way and my way is dark. I mean, look at what's going on in the schools. Look at the, look at, and, and he, this is what's so amazing. They're not hiding it anymore. It is blatant open. There was a teacher, I was reading a news article, a teacher in California that is publicly showing all of the books that she is helping her kids read in her classroom and every single one of them all of these there's like 20 different books and they all are promoting the lgbtq movement and she is publicly she he i'm now that i think about it i'm not sure if it was a he or she um was it that, that yeah i i don't know um it was a she well, I, that's what I thought too, but then I thought, I remember at the end of the article, it said he as well. So I was like, yeah, yeah I don't know. But I mean, pu- both, right out there in public, this is what is going on in my class. And I am, she, she he, whatever, not ashamed of it at all. And, and this is, 
Look, they are, they are coming after kids now. It's very obvious, right? Well, who's going to stand up against it? Well, that's just the way our society is going. Why? Because men love darkness rather than light. Because they're deserious. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's not just high school. They, they've already got the high school. Now they're, they're, they're going for young. Kindergarten, first grade, second grade. It's like, th- that's just, one, wrong, right? Um, but it just, it just shows how depraved our society has become in this, right? Um, and so as Christians, we, we cannot just rally around a pro-life cause because it fits the agenda of a political party or, um, or just some political cause, right? Um, and, and obviously Christians shouldn't embrace a pro-choice agenda because it's part of a political ideology they support. Christians have to stand for life regardless of the political or cultural views because we're looking at a biblical view, it is a biblical worldview. It's not political. It's not social. It's not cultural. It is biblical, right? It is a biblical issue and one we have to hold to with clarity. We, there should not be any debate about it because it, the Bible is very clear on this. The scripture is clear. Um, so our own feelings or our culture's perceptions are, are not, um, we, we cannot just gauge on those things, right? It has to go back to the word of God. And uh, we saw earlier in Romans chapter one, um, uh, but again, it's relevant here. If you think about uh, verse number five or verse number 25, it says, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever, amen. Again, the devaluing of life. They're trying to devalue life and that began immediately after the fall. That began after the fall, right? Um, One, uh, if you want to say one chapter right after the fall, guess what we find happening? Murder. Murder, right after the fall. And there was was no society at this time. You had one family. There's no society. It's one family. One brother against another brother. One brother says... I'm going to do it God's way. The other brother says, I'm going to do it my way. And when God didn't accept it, and even though God gave him an opportunity to repent and change, he says, no, no, I'm going to keep it my way. And because my brother's way isn't my way, I'll just go ahead and kill him. Now, just stop and think about it. Where in the world did that idea even come from? Because there has never been a taking of life before. No one has taken somebody's life before. Where did that come from, if not from the devil? To show that there is no value in life. Your brother, and, and here, here's what's really amazing. Right? Cain and Abel, right? What did Abel do against his brother? Abel didn't do anything to his brother. All Abel did was offer a blood sacrifice. Cain brought a sacrifice of the fruit of the ground, of his, of his works. God said, I'm not going to accept that. Abel didn't do anything to his brother. Not a thing. But because God, watch, because God would not accept it, it pitted his brother against Abel. Because God wouldn't accept his sacrifice. 
God says you cannot do it your way. It must be done God's way. And Cain said, I don't like that. And so I'm just going to kill my brother. My way. It has to be my way. Abel didn't do anything against his brother. He just did exactly what God told him to do. And the life that God has valued so greatly has been taken and it's been made so cheap since that first act of of murder. Think about this. And this, this really shows why there's such confusion today in areas that God has given such clarity, right? Um, because the truth of God has been changed for a lie. L- listen to this. 22% of pregnancies end in abortion. 22% of pregnancies end in abortion. The United States of America aborts approximately 1.3 million babies every year. 1.3 million every year. That is as many abortions every year as the number of Americans who were killed in the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, World War I, World War II, the Korean War, Vietnam, Persian Gulf War, Iraq War, and Afghanistan all combined. Every year. Why? Because it's my life. And I'm going to do what I want to do. That's why he says in Romans chapter 1, verse 29, being filled with all unrighteousness. He talks about being full of murder, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do them, or not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. People know that it's wrong. People know it's taking life. That, that lady that we just, we looked at a minute ago, she knew it was a life. But it doesn't matter. And exactly what he says at the end, they have pleasure in them that do them. Now, it's promoted. It's a promoted thing now, right? Um, we, don't really, we don't have time to get into it tonight. I'll, I'll talk more about this next week. But there is a, um, and, it, and this is sad, right? Um, but there's this thing now, that's going out called shout your abortion. Have you noticed how many uh, people in Hollywood have started talking about all the abortions that they've had? It's because of this movement going on, shout your abortion. Now it's, it's all, let's, let's be proud of the abortions. Let's be proud of all of the, the babies that have been killed. This is, this is what's going on in our society today. Shout your abortion. But if you stand against abortion, then, then you just, you, you, there's just something wrong with you. Men love darkness rather than light. Their deeds are evil. And look, please, please understand, I, in no way am I trying to say that somehow that we are better than everybody else. That is not what I'm saying at all. We are sinners just like anybody else. And that's why I said if somebody's had an abortion, it doesn't make them a greater sinner than, than somebody who has not had an abortion, right? We're all sinners. Every, every single one of us deserve to die and spend eternity in the lake of fire. But we have to understand that God values life. And as Christians, we need to stand for life. We need to stand for that because the world is just going to keep getting worse. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. And, and we have to take that stand and, and hold to not just a political ideology, because it's not political. This is spiritual. Um, so many times we think, well, we have to stay out of this certain issue because it's political. No, no, no. These are spiritual issues, right? They're spiritual. Whether it's abortion, whether it's the LGBTQ, whether it's all these different things, these are spiritual issues, okay? And, and it's Christians, we have to take a stand against those things. Um, and again, it's not, it, we don't hate the person, right? Um, it's not, we, we, we hate what they have done, obviously, but God, God loves them. God gave his son for them so that they could be, be forgiven and so that they could be ransomed and and brought back. Um, and that's, that's what's so amazing about God, right? I mean, let's, let's be honest. If we were God, we would say, Hey, you know, if, if you've done this, then, you know, you're, you're past 
you're past being forgiven. But God says, you're never past being forgiven. And even if somebody has, has had an abortion or something, and yes, God says that is the taking of an innocent life. God says if they'll repent and they'll come to him, he's willing to forgive. And he can work through them and he can still use them. We're going to talk about um, uh, some people, I'm sure some of you have, have probably know, some of you have heard of a lady named Abby Johnson and some other people like this that were in the, uh, the abortion and uh, movements and things that were promoting it. Um, and then they began to, to see some things differently. Um, and thank the Lord they did. Um, but we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that later, all right? Uh, anybody have a quick question real quick? I, I know we're already out of time. Anybody, quick question? Nothing? All right. Well, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer then, and we'll be dismissed. Father, we do thank you for your word. And uh, Lord, I pray you to help us as Christians to have a biblical view uh, of our world. Lord, it's not because we're part of a political party or part of a religious group or whatever. No, Lord, we just look to your word, and your word tells us what is right, what is wrong. Your word tells us that life is sacred because we're created in the image of God. And Lord, we need to stand for, for, for truth, and we need to stand for life. And so, Father, I pray that you help us as Christians to, uh, Lord, to have that biblical worldview. Uh, Lord, that we would not waver on it, uh, but that we would be kind in how we speak and gracious, but Lord, stand firm on the truth of your word. And so, Father, just bless us this week. Uh, Lord, just use us for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, God bless you. You're dismissed. Don't forget, come back on Wednesday night and then also Thursday at 6.30. We'll be going out, outreach, door knocking. Love to have you.